Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Hello Church podcast. I'm Justin Trapp. I'm Wade Bearden, and this is episode two. Justin, so we're still kind of new to this, but yeah. I, I liked the conversation for the first episode, and I, I think this one is going to be great, too. We've got a great topic today. Yeah, so the, you know, 2020 was changing at a rapid pace, right? Our yeah. world was changing at a rapid pace, and then 2020 hit. <laughs> And suddenly it's like warp speed in the Millennium yeah. Falcon. Like, <laughs> Well, it's funny is I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago, the military released a video and it looks like UFOs are in the air. And I don't know if that even broke the news given how crazy things are lately. UFOs aren't even big news anymore in 2020. Yeah, it is odd that they are confirming UFOs. UFOs. Yes. <laughs> no, just but just the idea. It's like there's so many things happening. There was the Australia wildfires and the impeachment process. I mean, it's just a long list in 2020. Yeah, it feels like 2020 is taking everybody out back to the woodshed and it's <laughs> a nice beating. I have a um I have a page in my kind of journal notebook and it's like 2020 goals. And I just stopped writing them because I don't know if there's much use anymore for some of those goals. The thing that everyone threw in the trash was that the 2020 calendar, are they basically <laughs> useless at, the, at this point? Yeah, yeah. So the, my 2020 cat calendar is, is now in the trash. You know, dates don't matter anymore. Time is a social construct. Yeah, right. In <laughs> 2020. You know, what we've learned through this season, I think, is specifically for pastors and mm-hmm. for churches, right? We are in this digital era that, of of communicating the gospel online. Mm-hmm. Churches are streaming online. They're meeting via Zoom for small mm-hmm. groups. And what is interesting is when you think about it, though, like we were already in a digital society before this started. Maybe mm-hmm. the church, uh, perhaps you could say, might have been a little behind as far as leveraging the digi- their digital pulpit to the fullest. And so, you know, I saw a stat the other day that was so fascinating. It said something to the effect of Facebook, just mm-hmm. Facebook alone accounts for 22% of the entire world's internet traffic every day. It's wild. So a fourth of the traffic mm-hmm. globally, uh, out of all of the millions and billions of websites, Facebook is a quarter of the traffic every day. It's wild. And, you know, I think that before this, the conversation with, with the digital world or the digital space was, how do we get our content out there? Just kind of the dissemination of whether it's devotionals or, or sermons. And what's fascinating is to see the church pivot in that, sure, we're going more digital because we have to, but also realizing that there's got to be a way to create community within that. So it can't just be, hey, I'm releasing stuff to the world. I want to release that, and I want to build community. And it's really cool to see the creative ways that people have done that, and they've realized that the need for community within the digital space. Yeah, so churches and pastors, you you, you got to know this, right? You have a digital pulpit, and there is also a place like Wade's saying for digital community. And one of the things that we've been talking about is, you know, you, every church or most churches are leveraging sermon series, right? And you're putting all this work. Think about all the different skill sets it, it takes to, to create a sermon series. You've got the theologian, the researcher, someone organizing it, uh, the graphics, the video stuff. A lot of times, especially if you're at a small church, 
It's the pastor wearing all these hats. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, those skill sets are needed to create compelling uh, sermon series every single week. And if you spend all that time, right, uh, for a sermon series, putting that work into it, don't let that content just be left on the physical pulpit or just for a stream once a week. Let's see if we can repurpose that hard work that you've done and put that out and be a blessing to your congregation every single week in like daily devotional content. And I had a pastor ask me something the other day. I thought it was really interesting. I thought it was a great question for us today. And maybe if you're listening to this or you're watching this, this is a question that you've asked. Mm -hmm. And he said, is it my job to post stuff online every day for my past? Like, is discipling, is, is their spiritual growth, is it my job online? Mm-hmm. I thought it was an interesting question. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think it's a good question because there are a couple of differences. Um, it, do you have to have this online persona for you as an individual? I, I don't think you have to, and I, I think that the church needs something. And it's also uh, it also revolves around your goals and what you want to do with that. There was this uh, great, it's like a famous experiment now, and it was done at New York University. And these professors, uh, they got 18 to, I think, 21, 22-year-olds. And they brought them together in a room. And I think they divided them up into, like, two groups. And they would have them create sentences from words that they gave them. And so they gave one group words associated with elderly people. So, like, baldness... Uh, Florida, uh, forgetfulness, gray hair, things like that. And they had them create sentences with those words. And the true experiment, though, was after they finished that, they had to walk from one door, one office, to another. And they timed them. That's the true experiment. They timed them as they were walking. And the groups that just had, you know, normal words, uh, they actually got to the doors quicker than the group that were constructing sentences that were making them think about elderly people. Those people were walking slower. That's crazy. And and it's wild. And what it does show us is that our environment, the things that we're around, can affect uh, how we live. And so what we want to do as pastors is to take what we talk about and help people create environments. And so if you're on social media and you have a, a message, and here's why I think it's important to post clips from those messages or reminders or applications is because what you're trying to do is you're trying to help remind the individuals that heard your message on Sunday of what they can do to live out God's message. You want to surround them with that gospel message and hopefully a change the way that they see the world on not, not just a weekly basis, but on a daily basis. So I think it's important if you're doing it that way. Now, if you're doing it just to go viral, I, I think there are a lot of pitfalls in that direction. Sure. Well, I think our thoughts are um, a majority of pastors, you know, they may have this resentment towards like being Facebook famous as a pastor. They don't desire to go viral. And, and we're not saying that you, you should aspire to do that. We're saying that you can be a blessing to your people. If church attendance is down, right? If you know, regular church attenders are going twice a month, you know, no one's going right now except in you mm-hmm. know a few places. Uh, no one's going, you know, people are already, church attendance is already down. 
and they're already on Facebook every day. You could be a blessing to them. You're not posting your service, a stream of your service every day. We're not saying you need to have church every day, but we're saying you can, like Wade said, have little reminders of God's word, little tidbits uh, from your message, or maybe you take your message and you're not posting a video of it, but maybe you're posting a personal video. Maybe yeah. you had a, an illustration, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself um, from some of our notes, but maybe you have a, a personal illustration that you shared in your message. That would be really great for, for Facebook. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, I think my, my thought is always uh, what I see as effective is doing things online that will help your people. So you're not thinking of the internet as a whole per se, but you're saying, okay, this John in front of me every single week, uh, his, his wife Tiffany in front of me every single week, what can I do to help them? And I think that'll change the frequency of the posts and the content of the posts because it's not just about, hey, I gotta get as many eyeballs on it as possible, and that makes it successful. It's how can I help people apply what God's word says. And that's a little bit harder to track, but it will change, I think, the way that you post. Well, I also think you've got to view social media like Facebook or Instagram or, or you know, f- for the early adopters, TikTok, even email, <laughs> right? Uh, you've got to view these as channels. Think about when movies first came out. You had drive-in movie theaters, right? You just yeah. get in your car and the family goes. Then you have movie theaters where you sit down now you have netflix well there are movies still like the movies mm-hmm. are still un they're still untouched the, the the format of the movie is the same the way in which people are consuming those movies is very different and as society changes the way that they consume content is going to evolve as well you have uh, quibi which is a new app they raised close to two billion dollars they have all these television shows on the quibi app that it is it just released you know last month i believe you know, those are seven to 10 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. So the way that people are consuming content is more short form than long form. I, we would view the physical sermon on Sunday, a long form content, but what you can do is take all that work and you can break it down into some short form content. So let's mm-hmm. talk about a few ways. We got three ways that you can take all of that work, your sermon series, and you can create do- daily devotional content for your congregation. And let's start with this. You can post each of your sermon points as a devotional. And you can do this a few ways. You can do video. There can be a highlight of one of your points from your message, and you can post that on social media. I, I'd say, you agree with this, I'd say a video one to two minutes long. No more than three, right? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, this is just kind of mental reminders, and you're keeping in mind that the person probably has already seen the message or uh, needs to. So if you sure. miss church, you're going to listen to the podcast, or for people who are unable to attend church, they're going to watch a stream. Uh, this is just something to kind of uh, say, hey, we talked about this, and remember to apply it, or remember God's grace today. We talked about this on Sunday. And so I would I would say, you know, just, just keep it shorter, and you can kind of play around too, uh, whether that's using some of the stories, uh, whether that's really digging into the text, maybe it's more application-based. You can kind of play around and see kind of how that works. And then every sermon is different in their own way. Some points are longer, some points are shorter, some points are more application-based, some you're really just kind of digging into that text. So you can kind of play it by ear and see what really works for for your people. Another thing you can do is you can take audio of or even video of your sermon and you can upload it 
to Rev.com. Rev.com is a place where you can upload videos and audio clips. They actually have a phone app, so you can just record directly into the app as well. Mm -hmm. And what they'll do is a human being will transcribe your words into a Word document. And what you can do with that is really interesting, because let's say you have a three-point message. You can upload that to Rev, and someone will send you a Word doc Mm -hmm. of a transcript of your sermon. Then you can take that and you can write a blog out of maybe the first point. You could write an email as a, like a Monday morning mm-hmm. quarterback type email from the pastor as a sort of, again, a reminder of the Sunday or the weekend message. Yeah. And you're reinforcing it too, right? Because yeah, totally. you, you're saying, hey, you listen to it. Uh, now you can you know visually read it. And then I think the next point too that's on our list is you can even create graphics from it. So there are all these different ways that you're communicating basically the same point uh, for different types of people. And then yeah, I know people have argued kind of about the five senses and I think most people, they probably fall into one category. Maybe they're auditory learners sure. or visual learners. But I think for a many of us, we at different points learn from different different categories. And so you're hitting someone through auditory, visual, and then even through art. And so you're kind of nailing all of those categories, not just for different types of people, but for the same person over and over. Yeah, I think it's a mistake for us. Like at Ministry Pass, we've talked how it's a mistake for us to to act like every church is this you know, they're the same, right? Yeah. As the next church. Churches are so different. Pastors are so different in their personality and their theology. And so what we've got to do in our messaging and in in the content that we produce and that we promote, we, we can't assume everyone is the same. Mm-hmm. So I think it also, that's a great rule of thumb for per- churches to follow. So maybe you have someone that, that comes to church 52 weeks out of the year and they listen, they sit on the second row and they listen to every single message and they message and they take notes. Well, not everyone is like them, right? And you have some people that visit your church once a month, but they're on Facebook every day. This is a great mm-hmm. way, again, to to build trust with them, to stay in front of them, and maybe, just maybe, the more that they see you online, the more that they're going to come in person. Maybe, they, maybe they'll even start giving to your church, and they don't even really tend. But because you've been a blessing, you've added value, you've helped them in their spiritual walk, um, be an encouragement to them, they will you know, want to be able to to invest back into into your church. The next thing is you can do is you can this is a really great this is really easy. This takes almost no work. You can post passages from your sermon on social media. So here's how you can do that. You can do that with graphics. It's really easy. You can use mm-hmm. free software like Canva. Maybe you have someone at your church as a graphic designer or can use Canva. It's really easy. Anybody can use Canva. And you can just Let's say you preach from Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Post that scripture or post verse 5 and then post verse 6 tomorrow. People love seeing beautiful art and God's word. If you you look at some of the the social media profiles that post scriptures all the time, he reached truth, she reached truth. Um, people love that. It's it's. I love seeing beautiful art with God's word. We mm-hmm. have you know it, it hanging on the walls in our house. You know. Yeah. Um, I think there. You know. Even I think it's the Bible Lens app where you can upload a photo 
and Adiverse, or even just yeah. I've gotten into trouble just by uploading you know pictures of hamburgers and then having them auto generate verses. Isn't, isn't that a feature on version where you can take a picture of something and they will find a yeah. verse in the box? It, it's like amazing. It, it's like a version It's the it's the app in conjunction with version Yeah, it's kind of wild. Um, but I, I think too, um, getting people back to scripture is so important. Kind of like you're saying. Uh, you you can go to YouVersion and create plans, and yep. you can create Bible notes and get people reading what what you're learning about. And and two, sometimes we'll cross section stories with passages. So uh, we might be preaching from Hebrews, but we also tell the story of Abraham. And so getting people to read that through a Bible reading plan, and then also listening to that there are there are listening plans and our favorite is you know i think we've talked about it before uh, but is dwell and uh, they're going to be releasing a feature soon that will allow churches to create their own bible listening plans and share that with their congregations and you could do that on a weekly basis dwell is an amazing app if if you've never used dwell it's an audio listening bible audio listening app and they have different voices and it just just try this if you've never tried dwell you need to go sign up you can sign up for a a free account and listen to felix from south america south africa on psalms 23 it's just unbelievable make you cry just like the first time just yeah small tear i just love it and you know the the Bible uh, that we know now uh, was most of the time read to the people. Yes. Uh, because of how many people were actually illiterate during those time periods, Old Testament, New Testament. And so you'd have letters from Paul that were probably taken to the front of the stage and read. You hear about Jesus. He opens the scroll and he mm-hmm. reads from Isaiah. And even in James, it talks about um, being quick to listen to God's word and slow to anger, slow to speak. And so I think it's really important to listen to that. It's just another opportunity to do those things. Uh, You can listen to God's word, read God's word, and help your people do that. Third on our list and last is, is, I alluded to this at the very beginning, is that you can share illustrations, your sermon illustrations, from your sermon. And you can mm-hmm. do this a few ways. You, If you have a personal illustration, I think a selfie video is, is awesome here. It works perfect. You, you can say, hey, on Sunday, I shared a story about in high, when I was in high school and I got into a car wreck. Mm-hmm. And the, the thoughts that came to mind, you know, it was a bad wreck and, and my parents, you know, my mom and dad are crying. Whatever that lesson is, you can share that. I think it works perfect. It's a perfect format straight from your phone. doesn't have to be produced. Doesn't You don't need a microphone. Just shoot it from your phone and then pull out the the, the lesson there, right? That, that spiritual uh, takeaway that you had in that moment or that you shared uh, from your sermon on mm-hmm. Sunday. I think that's a perfect way to share a sermon illustration. The other yeah. thing that you can do is you can even share that in an email. Mm-hmm. Just tell a story in an email. Email is so underutilized in in the church space, I feel like. Businesses use emails all the time, right? And a lot of times churches will send an email of like upcoming events. But pastor, you you know, uh, email gets open all the time. You don't have to compete against the news feed, right? Mm -hmm. You can send it straight to their inbox and tell a personal, powerful story of of God's love or, or, or hope or, or some sort of lesson from your sermon. Yeah. And I think even utilizing Justin uh, bonus material, so there are always things that don't make it into my message. Totally. They relate to the topic, but 
I just, I got to cut stuff down. I got to be a little more succinct. So you can share that in a video. Uh, also, you might quote an author or talk about a book. And that's a great way to film a video and say, hey, I talked about this book about marriage in my message. And I just want to let you know, here's, remind you, here's the name of it in case you didn't write it down. You can buy it on this website. Um, and really kind of reinforcing the material because we not only... As pastors create a lot that goes on the stage, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the stage that we just can't always communicate. And sometimes we can talk about that in small groups. Other times, maybe we could send it out in an email or, or shoot it off in a video. Yeah, there's been a few, you know, several times where I've had uh, two personal stories and I'm like, you know, I only have time for one. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's a great story. I hate to not use it, but we don't have time. And so this could be an outlet for that. Yeah. Um, those are three things. Again, now we're, we're not saying that um, you know you, you need to stream your service every day, but we're saying take all that work that you've done. You've spent so much time creating, crafting, rehearsing, praying over this content every single week. Don't let it just sit, you know, in your physical pulpit and rest there, and maybe be you know a link on a pot, you know, on your on your site somewhere, but. But repurpose that content to encourage your congregation. We're not saying everyone needs to aspire to get a million YouTube subscribers. What we're saying is you can meet your people where they're already at online Mm -hmm. and be a daily encouragement to them. Maybe you don't even try daily. Maybe you you just try three things a week and start there and see the response that you get. Yeah, and you never know when you can use that again. You know, if, if... As a pastor, if I'd been doing this a year ago, and if I was working through a message where I talked about difficult circumstances, I'd have all those videos ready, and now would be a great time to post them. So you never know when you can take that and recycle it, and a message that you preached two years ago Mm -hmm. uh, suddenly helps someone in your congregation today. So I think that's another point, and I, I hope pastors can take all this work that they're doing and continually push it towards their people so that they can really grab a hold of the gospel and apply it to their lives. Yeah. Well, th- that's a wrap on episode two. Uh, we're, I'm really excited about episode our next episode, episode mm-hmm. three. It's going to be how to write a sermon in seven easy steps. And yeah. writing a sermon is you know a lot of work, and so we've tried to create a system that will help you be more efficient and effective, and we can't wait to share that. Yeah, and I think this is a good episode for people who've even been preaching for years. I really do. And so, uh, yeah, episode three coming at you here soon. I, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I really am. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Hello Church. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Give us a star rating and leave us a review. If you listen to podcasts on Spotify, make sure to subscribe to us there. All of our episodes are currently streaming on Spotify. You can also check us out on YouTube if you'd like a video of the podcast to share with your friends.